You tell a story, he does too. Can he one-up you? Well, that's up to you. Tell your best tale and you never know. You could be a winner on the one-upper show. Okay, and welcome back to the one-upper. I'm your host, Ted Blazak, and we're coming to you from uh, downtown Coeur d'Alene, where we've met a lot of great folks here in Idaho who have shared a a bunch of interesting stories, and uh, another person has uh, come along. And uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, John. John. And where are you from, John? Uh, California. California. And uh, are you in town visiting? Uh, It was my wife's birthday. On yeah. the first, and we came up here to celebrate it. That's a that's a lovely birthday gift. Uh, I hope you had a wonderful time. It's been wonderful. That's great. So now I hear you've got a pretty good story. Yeah, I do. I well, think. Let's let's hear it, John. Well, back in 1981, I used to be a gold miner. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And we were up in a little place called Callahan, California, uh-huh. which is in the Wairika area. Uh huh. And we were up there mining for gold, and my brother-in-law and I, and we had been up there for like a month or two working at it. Yeah. So my wife came up with the kids to see us, and we were way back country, so we had to come down to this little park-like setting, but it was still very rural. Uh Uh-huh. And we set up our camp. We had a nice little brook that ran behind the tent. And we blocked it off, and there was three fishing holes that were uh, loaded with trout. And we nice. catch our trout, and we put them in this little uh, brook whenever we wanted one. We just reach in there and. Oh, have that's it. great! That's fantastic. So anyway, they come up, and this great big six-foot-four Indian, and a guy who called himself the legendary Jesse James, yeah, came up to our camping site and decided. They wanted our camping site because it was the best place there. And they also wanted to know where we were mining at so they can jump our claim. What the hell? Yeah. So now. And, and yes, I'm saying 1981, not 1881. So let me. 1981. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so 1981. So is this like a. uh, Is it a park? Is it a public space that you rented or. The gold mine was way up in the mountains, and it was government land. Uh-huh. Where we were camped at for when the wife and kids were there was a, a park area. Uh-huh. A, a, a public park? It was a public park, but a very rural, out of the way, Yeah. no rangers, just out by ourselves. But, but in its government land? Government land. So I'm sure it's first come, first serve. Exactly. Right. And, and I carried a 30-30, you know. And you might so, want to, so, but, but these guys sound like jerks. Well, they were, and they uh, they came in, and Jesse James was telling we had a big old campfire at night. Yeah. And they came in telling these horror stories, and they had my kid rub his ribs. He had missing some ribs, and he said, "I'm the legendary Jesse James." Well, his stories were so real and upsetting that the kids and the wife were all crying. What? Wow. Mm, Wow, they just invited themselves to your campfire and just tried to intimidate you by by scaring the hell out of your wife and children. Right. And what do these guys look like? Are they look like a couple of bikers? No, the the one Indian, he was about 6'4". Yeah. And he looked like an Indian. Yeah. And Jesse James 
of course, I was a younger man. Yeah. <laughs> looked like a, a dirty old man to me. All right? All, right, all right. And so my brother-in-law says, you handle the Indian, and I'll take on Jesse James. Oh, so you got you guys, you, you, okay. You're yeah. planning, are you planning on the fight or just calling them on their... Screw with me, one thing, screw with my family. You're, you're in a different boat. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been there. Okay. I've been there. So, anyway... I told my brother-in-law, I said, hey, this Indian six foot four, he's going to pick me up, snap me in two, we're done. Yeah. You know? He goes, no, you handle the Indian. So, so <laughs> okay, fine, I'll take care of Great brother. <laughs> so the Indian and I are standing away from the campfire. Yeah. And he's talking to me, and he goes, my people want to sell all their land. What do you think about that? I said, well, I think, can I swear? Yeah, it's the internet. Okay. People do it all the time. Well, I think your people are a bunch of fucking idiots. For wanting to sell their they're land. They're selling their land. They won't have a pot to piss in. They'll drink their money up. They'll be useless. And they'll be on friggin' welfare. Wow. So that's what I think. All right. And, 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 and for indigenous folks out there who don't think that they would necessarily turn to booze in a wayful life. Yeah. yeah. But 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 anyway, you thought it was a bad idea to sell their land, and I, I can't help yeah. but agree with you. Why would you give and, up the and, land? And that's what he said. He yeah. said, you know, no matter what you thought I'd do to you, you spoke the truth. Yeah. He says, I like you. I'm going to bed. So he took off. Oh. And so I go into the tent, and Jackie says, and my wife says, you got to look out for my brother. I said, no, he told me I took on the Indian. Yeah, and you did your he's, job. He's got Jesse James. I'm not worried <laughs> yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. And you get Jesse James jumps in the fire, and he's doing war hoops around in the thing. Oh, you my know? God. He's, he's a little wackle. wackle. Was, was he drunk or just crazy? I think he was just crazy because none yeah. of us were drinking at the time. We uh -huh. were just BSing. And, and they wanted to scare us out of our camping site is what wow. they were trying to do. So... So you know, the guy stupid. tells my brother-in-law, he goes, you know, 95% of the Americans are cowards. And my brother-in-law says, yeah, 5% of us aren't. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a good one. <laughs> anyway, Jesse James finally leaves for the night. Yeah. And we're in the tent, and we go to sleep. And the next morning, I'm sitting at this picnic table, and I got my 30-30. Yeah. And I see this legendary Jesse James walking up towards me. Yeah. I lock and load. Wow. I just got out of the military, got my finger on the trigger, and I got my rifle sitting on my lap. Damn. And he comes across the table, and he sits there, and he goes, I met a friend of yours named Tattoo George. He's a friend of mine, too. This old guy he was about 80 years old, had tattoos all over him. Yeah. And he'd come to us, even to our mine, and he'd work with us, and we'd give him some gold, and he'd bring us fruits, and it was really yeah, a really nice guy. So this guy said... Yeah, good guy that you're actually friends with. Right. Yeah. So he's sitting across the table from me, and he's starting to tell me about Tattoo George, and then he stops, and he looks at me, and he goes, you pointing a gun at me? I said, yeah. I said, I got a 30-30, a chamber in the, a round in the chamber, my finger on the trigger, and the hammer's back. Wow. And he goes, well, I come up here to apologize. Oh. And I said, oh, you come up here to apologize. I said, you know, you screw with me. That's one thing. I just screw with my family. Yeah. I, I, I don't like it at all. Yeah. Because I, I did. I come up here to apologize. Oh, we won't bother you. We won't come to your claim. We won't do anything. Yeah. I lifted up my rifle and I put it on the table. Yeah. 
He lifted up his 357 Magnum. Oh, you guys each had a gun. Pointed at each other. And that okay. was 1981. That's, that's wow. my story. Over a freaking campsite. Over a campsite and gold. And gold. <laughs> okay. And gold. Yeah. So, so story. that's a very. So did he, at that point, did he, you he guys part ways? Part ways. He never came back. Never bothered again you at all. How long did you stay at the campsite where you were there? We were there for maybe a month, but we mined wow. up there for years. So after they left, was your family still kind of on edge, uh, worried about it them? It made them cry, and they felt very uncomfortable. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But I think they had a little more um, figuring that we're not going to let nobody hurt them. Right, 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 right. Wow. Um, so let me ask you about the gold mining thing, because that's – very unusual right? right so um uh, uh how did you decide to to do that i mean what, go gold mining yeah what i was self-employed my brother-in-law was self-employed he read a book yeah in the wairiki area that uh, mother road was never found there oh so we went up there to see if we could find it so it was a lark it was fun it was an adventure it was fun and we we did pretty good. We had some really good nuggets. We, had, uh, you know, that was my next question. Did yeah, you, we got so one ounce nuggets, five penny weight nuggets. Wow! Uh, so you were uh, panhandling in the creek? No, we had a dredge. Oh, I see. We were okay. diving in the creek for the dredge. Oh, really? We ran a cable from one side of the hill to the other side, tied it to a tree, and then we lift boulders up as big as your car. Wow! Move them out of the way, and we dredge underneath them. So, um, and, and it's on government land. Can anyone just kind of go and do that? Do you need permission? Or? Well, you need permission, but we, we found gold on the land, and, yeah. and we went to the... Um, Assessor? Well, no. No, we went to, and we, we claimed the mine. Oh, you right. Yeah, they, they and, and if oh. somebody else had it, you couldn't claim it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we mapped it out. We got 20 acres, and we worked it. Do you have to pay for the claim? You have to keep the claim up every year. You have uh. to do at least $400 worth of work. Oh, I but, see. you know, we had no road, so we kind of make our own road. Yeah. And we clear it out. Well, that was considered labor. And that, oh, that's interesting. You know. Yeah, so. that's really interesting. Wow. Um, so uh, the, uh, how long were you up there mining gold? Well, I mined for a couple of years, and then there was no more gold. Yeah. The biggest piece of gold I got was in a cave underwater. Oh. And it was just out of my reach. Oh, wow. And it looked about that big. But wow. under, under the water, everything is bigger than it looks. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks bigger than it is. Yeah. And I had a three-inch dredge, and I put the dredge over that nugget trying to suck it off. Yeah. And... I'd pull it away, and it was still stuck to the clay oh. underneath there. And eventually, I caught it. Yeah. And I come backing out of this cave, and I came up out of the water. I said, stop the dredge. There's a big nugget in there. They all laughed at me. But yeah. on the very top of the dredge was this little bigger than a silver dollar, and it had all kinds of imprints from the earth being pressed up. Oh. Absolutely beautiful. Wow. So That's really cool. That was our biggest piece of gold. So, so and you wear like scuba gear? Yeah, we had breathing apparatus. Wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. I didn't know that's how you would uh, dig the gold. I I went up there by myself one time with dredging on a rock yeah. and this boulder fell over on me. Oh my goodness. And I was pinned underwater. 
Yeah. So I took the dredge and I sucked underneath the boulder and it slid off. And I can imagine somebody coming by and seeing the skeleton laying there. Yeah. Some years later. Wow, wow. Yeah. And you did this off and on for a couple of years? We did it on and off for five or six years. Five or six? We ended up moving up there. Oh, really? And um, when the gold played out, I went to work for CDF Fighting Fire for a while. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So, um, uh, so. Were you able to make a decent living off of the gold for those? Uh, not really. Oh, we yeah. it, you know, uh, back then gold was four hundred dollars an ounce. Yeah. You know, and uh, sometimes we get an ounce or two. Sometimes we get three. Sometimes we get nothing. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. And um, uh, and then you moved up there with your family. And did they? Did you all enjoy living up there? And well, we still live in the mountains today. Yeah. We wouldn't live anyplace else. Oh, really? I couldn't go back to the. Santa Clara Valley again if I had to. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. You know. That, and, yeah. And we've adopted that way of life, and we both love it. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Uh, Kelly and I, my wife, are the uh, opposite. We uh, we lived in Kellogg, and Hayden, we lived here in Tico, in the Palouse, but in Kellogg in the mountains, and, uh, and now we live on the beach. And we would never go back to the mountains because yeah. I never want to shovel snow again as long as I live. But, uh, <clears throat> okay, so that's a really interesting story. And there's like a couple of big threads in there. There's the, the gold mining, which is really fascinating. But probably more to the point or more of the story is these crazy people who try to harass you out of a campsite. So now we come to the part of the show where I try to one-up you with a story of my own. And um, I have no gold stories. I've never dug for gold, it, it, except when I took the kids to Knotberry's amusement park and we panhandled and <laughs> we had a little rock. <laughs> that wasn't real. Uh, uh, but um, I do have a story about my family being threatened and my responding to it. And I guess I'll tell that story. Uh, but I'm going to say even before I tell my story, you win. You won <laughs> on the one-upper. You're yeah. getting a T-shirt. Oh, I, I, I didn't have no crazy Jesse James, or, but I did have a couple of crazy people. I bought some land in uh, Tico, Washington, uh, alongside a trail that I had been working on to help preserve. And, uh, and I bought the land because I wanted to turn it into a trailhead. I was going to donate the land. And um, uh, the previous owner had been leasing it out to someone who kept their horse there. And it was my intention, uh, right after I bought the land, I didn't know who the horse owners were, but I was going to find them out, and I was going to say, hey, you can keep your horse on my land, but uh, would you give uh, riding lessons to my kids? Because, you know, they were uh, fourth and sixth grade at that point. And, and, uh, and, and so I would kind of make an inquiry, try to find out, connect with these people uh, through the guy I bought the land with. But uh, I was out of town for work for about a week and my wife and the kids are home alone and they decide to take a walk uh, on a beautiful snowy Saturday just to get some exercise and sunshine and 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 go visit our newly acquired acre of land and and pet the horse and the kids were all excited about the possibility of the riding lessons and um, and my wife and my two small children were walking down the gravel road to this. And then all of a sudden, this car started following them. And they started walking, and the car kept following them. And then they got out 
to the side of the road and the car came to a stop and this middle-aged couple got out and they started screaming and yelling at my wife about our horse isn't going anywhere we knew you called the SPCA on us we're gonna get you and they're just swearing profanities and you know it's just you know my wife and two small children I'm nowhere around and it, it's this man and woman they're just ganging up on my wife and they scare the hell out of my kids and they're they're apparently drunk you know and uh, so anyway I'm away and my wife tells me about this and I say I'm coming home I, I need I, w I was able to come home anyway so I came home and I was like, who are these people? Tell me about it, blah, 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 blah. And, um, <clears throat> and then I found out from a neighbor friend who they were and where they live. And it was just in town, it was a few blocks away even. And I said, okay, honey, I'll be back. And right away she's like, no, 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 don't, 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 no. You, you, and I said, I'm just gonna talk to him. I'm just gonna talk to him. And she said, Oh, you be careful. And and I said, no, no problem. So anyway, I get there, knock on the door, and this little guy answers. And I didn't have a gun, I, I and I don't own one, and, I, and I'm glad I didn't because I would shoot myself or someone else. I'm sure of it. Same reason I don't have a motorcycle. I'm, I'm just not mature enough. Okay. Um, so uh, anyway, so I, I, I knock on the door, and this guy comes, and he's a little shorter than me, and his wife is standing right behind him. And they're all smiley. And I go, yeah, hey, I own that property up there. And oh, oh, hello, how are you? I understand you were talking to my wife the other day. Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And then I just unloaded on them. I mean, like every obscenity you can imagine, every possible threat you can imagine. I was, I was like, you are never talking to them again. And I will do this to you if blah, 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 blah. And I was just furious and I can get really angry especially when protecting family you know yeah. so I, I mean I must have been ranting for like four or five minutes and just I scared the hell out of them and they closed the door and and I walked away and and I, I, I just made it really clear they said some smart ass thing as I was walking away and then I spun around and I was like kicking on the door and I was like no I'm I'm effing <laughs> serious this will happen you piece of shit and uh, so anyway it was about an hour later that the cops came knocking on my door, you know, and um, and you know I'm a little nervous because you know maybe I'm going to get prosecuted. I'm not sure, and uh, but it's two cops and they come in and they want to know my side and and uh, and and what was great though, and it was a shining moment in my first marriage, which had very few of them, but my wife, like. I let the cops in the door, and I'm nervous. I'm backing up to the dining table. Uh, and my wife descends from the stairs, and she's like the queen of England. I had never, I was all nervous. The kids were nervous. Even the cops were a little nervous. And she is so calm and so graceful. And she descends the stairs, and she holds out her hands. She says, good evening, officer. How are you? Thank you for I'm I'm Deborah Blazek, and what's your name? And she's and can I get you some tea or coffee? Please come here and have a seat. Let's discuss this. And I was like, holy shit, she's good at this. All right, I'm just gonna follow her lead. 
And so I kept my mouth shut, and they chewed me out, and they said, um, you know, you shouldn't do this. Next time, call the cops. And I was like, absolutely, you know. I'll, and I'm a, I'm a town city councilor at this point, too. So it's not like I'm setting the best example for my community. Um, but, uh, and then uh, that was the end of it. Uh, they, they uh, if they saw me on the other, walking down the street, they went to the other side after that. And then, uh, and about five months later, they moved out of town. And I don't think it was necessarily had to do anything to do with me. But I also, and the yelling and screaming, I said, I, I said, uh, I was going to let you keep your horse there and not even charge you. But if you don't move that animal out in 48 hours, I'm going to shoot it and eat it. And um, and I was, and I would. <laughs> I was so mad. So so I got angry and I defended my family, but I didn't need a gun. Yeah. I'll tell you two more things and then we're gonna go. Oh, please. Um, number one, you said you live by the ocean. Now I do, yeah. Okay, well, we, I come from a surfing family. My brother oh. and I, we used to surf every day. Every oh, yeah. Day. Two yeah. years, nonstop. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Number two, I was married for 37 years. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Had a massive heart attack playing Texas Hold'em. <laughs> and the doctors gave me four months to live. Oh, wow. So my my wife calls me up and says, come on over. I'll take care of you until you die. Oh. That was 16 years ago. Oh, wait. So hold on a second. So, so. Uh, this is interesting. So <laughs> you were together. Will you come up here? You're the wife, right? That's right. Right, right. And uh, and and what's your name, dear? Jackie. Jackie. Here, we're going to share this mic. Oh, oh Jackie. Okay. So uh, you got to get a little no, no, close. I'm, I'm good. All right. So, so Jackie, you, you guys were married for 37 years, and then did you all have broken up or something? We got a divorce. You got divorced. Yeah. And then. And then you got had the heart attack. How long after the divorce did you have the heart attack? Eight years. And then seven or eight years after the divorce, you find out and you say, "Come on, I'll take care of you." Yeah, I felt bad. It was like you felt bad. I did. Here, I, come I, closer. I said, "You know, well, come in, come to my house. I have an extra room. I'll take care of you. I don't want you to be alone." And so I'm still taking care of them. That was, <laughs> and, and 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 it's been 16 years. Yes. And uh, forgive me for being personal here, yeah. but have you reunited your love? Are you a couple again? Or yes. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Wow. That's a really interesting story. <laughs> that's a fascinating oh, little. Can I get a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Get a t-shirt. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting add-on to your family yeah. gold mining yep. harassment story <laughs> wow well I'm I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you found love and yes, and you you are a very very lucky man sir I'll <laughs> give you that and you're a very kind lady <laughs> yeah because there's no way my first wife would take me back in all right <laughs> I can guarantee you. if she found out I have a heart attack she would send me a carton of cigarettes and a six bag of beer she <laughs> would only no. encourage it yeah, so uh, well this is John yeah, and, and what's your name? Jackie. Jackie? Yeah. Well, John and Jackie had a wonderful story. Oh, and their daughter's here. Come here. What's your name, dear? Uh, my name's Shelly. Shelly. And Shelly's nice to meet you. Nice Do you live you. in the Coraline area? I don't. I live oh. in the Sacramento area. Oh, so all three of you are just visiting. You're just on a family vacation. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> so if now, if this family had a pretty 
special story. Were you there, by the way, when this was going on with the with uh, Jesse James? Yes, I was. Oh, really? <laughs> so oh, yeah. here, come, come, come here, come here. This is a whole other angle here. So, how how old were you? Oh, I was what in seventh grade or eighth grade? Oh. Maybe twelve. Yeah. Yeah. And how scared were you? Oh, I was really scared. Really. And we actually, uh, my brother, my little cousin, and I went back to the tent early, yeah. um, just so we could get away from them stomping around and yelling wow. and everything. But what made it even scarier was the the shadows because there was the fire, oh. you know, going on. So the the shadows would cast onto the tent, yeah. And so it made them even larger. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry these people are so horrible and so rude, and I guess. That's something I've learned is you're going to run into jerks, you know. It just happens. But but you were scared, but you recovered. You're okay now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it makes for interesting story. I mean, people are yeah. like, no way. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. And, I mean, we would go fishing for, for dinner. Yeah. And um, my dad would make us have to clean the fish and, yeah. you know, uh, and everything. And so I actually – we had caught some fish and we had it in that little brook area yeah. and so it was time to eat so yeah. we were getting ready to marinate it in wine and my dad told me i had to kill the fish yeah uh. so i take the fish and i hold it down and i go to hit it on the head yeah and as i push on it because i'm a kid i don't know any better yeah i think it screams you know <laughs> so i throw the knife up in the air i go running i'm telling my dad the fish is screaming yeah. you know and it's just like letting air out right you know? yeah, yeah but yeah. i didn't know that as a yeah, kid yeah. yeah wow well, I, it's, it's it's very nice of you all to take your kids out into nature and get all that. Experience. And you're not afraid to kill a fish now, are you? No. 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 All right. Do you fish now? I do. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Dad taught you. Yeah, yeah, I went to Sitka, Alaska, and oh. I've done a fishing trip up there. Oh, wow. Big time. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, cool. Well, uh, well, congratulations to your whole family on being a wonderful family and for winning on the One Upper Show. <laughs> And, and and if you can top this family story, if you've been harassed out in the middle of nowhere on government land by the legendary Jesse James or even Wild Coyote, uh, no, what's that his name? It was, uh, yeah, it was Wild E. Coyote. No, it was Wild, and Bill, Wild Bill Hickok. Is, oh, is Wild Bill, yeah. So, or, or the cartoon Wild Coyote. <laughs> I know. We love to hear your story, so please email us uh, a video clip, an audio clip, or or you can type up your story and send it to the uh, One Upper Show. Uh, one, I'm sorry, the One Upper Dot Show at gmail.com, or visit us on our webpage, the One Upper Show dot com, uh, and you can hear us on Spotify, uh, iHeart uh, Radio, YouTube. Um, uh, Amazon Music and wherever else you hear your podcast. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, hear, see you next time. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Did you have fun? Thank you. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. Okay, so let's get these guys a t-shirt. The One Upper Show is brought to you by Trailblazing Canvassing and the Burning Sage Productions. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.